Hi, my name is Sunana Densiger. I am the deputy editor of South Asian Voices, and I'm here with Brigitte Schugert, who is the managing editor of South Asian Voices, to discuss recent trends that we've been seeing and how we've been showcasing it on our platform. Hi, Sunaina. It is great to have the chance to talk with you here and try to think, consolidate conversations that we've had before into a short six minutes. Um, so I think we're, we're sort of brought here today by shared questions on the longer term impacts of the United States withdrawal from Afghanistan in terms of reshaping priorities across South Asia, migration across borders, and, and reshaping various regional relationships. And Sunan, I think it's fair to say that we are both at least cautious of getting caught up in the great power competition uh, framing and trappings. And I think this is something we've worked to explore a lot on South Asian Voices, most recently with a series of reflections from Afghanistan, as well as a joint series with Nine Dash Line on subnational diplomacy across the region. So I think with that, I'll turn it back over to you. I'm just curious to hear the, the main things that you're watching and, and kind of driving questions that you have at the moment. Sure. So I think that starting with the framing of both um, our Afghanistan Reflection Series and the subnational diplomacy series that we've been running is a really good way of doing it because I think what both of those do is they take what is often presented as a state level story of conflict of allegiances and of polarization and bringing it down to the level of uh, everyday experiences perceptions decision making and the ways in which uh, regions and areas at the subnational level so beyond the understanding of the state as a unitary entity how that has an effect on the ways in which things are being constructed, the way the map looks in South Asia. And obviously the US withdrawal in Afghanistan and the Taliban takeover has massive implications for this. The one that I'm watching most closely is just how it has led to a mass exodus of people across borders. What that means with India's uh, religious nationalism, for instance, and the ways in which the Citizenship Amendment Act has uh, created a religious criteria for citizenship status and specifically relates to this question of refugees, especially since so many of the refugees coming from Afghanistan or those who are already based in India are of the persecuted Hazara minority group, but how that is shaping up with the religious nationalist intentions uh, otherwise as well. And I think it's especially interesting to me, given that uh, India is not signatory to the uh, 1951 Refugee Convention and 1967 Protocol. That altogether complicates a scenario in which people are moving across borders, but some countries, and I'm specifically watching in India, are redefining their nationalism in a very border-centric manner. So I'm interested in how that actually plays into some of your interests about how Taliban recognition is likely to shape themes across uh, the region. Right, I think that's a great question and I mean, something that we've also looked at in terms of India's refugees policies on SAV more from the angle of the Rohingya crisis. Uh, so the main thing that I've been looking at, sort of taking it back to the, the state level, is just how how Afghanistan might shape the role of various regional groupings. Uh, so, of course, it seems like the main hot topic question is what will China and Russia do? And I think a lot of this is really being kind of brought under the umbrella of various regional organizations. So most notably, I think the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and the more Russia-led Collective Security Treaty Organization. Um, and I think my sort of longer term question looking forward, though, is how 
do having what can sort of be captured as shared concerns over extremist groups moving across borders, drug trafficking or broader militancy sort of spilling into Central Asia might unite or, or make a more coalesced mission statement of some of these groupings. But really, at the end of the day, this kind of begs the questions of states having very different and very um, specific concerns in some ways that will probably shape the level and type of engagement with the Taliban government in Afghanistan. You know, for instance, we know that China is much more um, concerned about the East Turkestan Islamic movement or the ETIM, um, and this will have implications for uh, how the Taliban is cracking down on ETIM or just ethnic Uyghurs more broadly, which um, has already been raised. So I think that's sort of the main, looking at it on the state level, but also on the level of how does this reshape the, the types of leverage that states are willing to use, um, things that might get caught under the term or umbrella of counterterrorism that do have bigger picture implications for for human rights more broadly. Uh, so these are sort of, I think, the main questions. And I think things that as we start to look at the longer term picture uh, will be important to, to keep watching. Certainly. So I'm cognizant of the fact that we're running out of time. I think that these themes are fascinating because they all indicate how a single event, i.e. the withdrawal, can really both catalyze trends that have already been happening, but also lead to such an outward momentum of people and of uh, just, it, it can really accelerate this process. But yeah, this has been Sanana Danziger and Brigitte Schugert of South Asian Voices. We hope that you read our series and delve more deeply into how our platform can showcase all of these things. Thanks so Thanks, much. Thanks, Sanana. Bye.